Welcome back to the Renegades Experience Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Puckett, and today's topic is on taking a hit. So strength, power, success, all of these traits, uh, they, they all come down to people's ability to take a hit and keep moving forward, right? Sylvester Stallone's character, Rocky Balboa, in the famous movie series, uh, he says, and it's a very famous quote, so I probably will not be plagiarizing here, but, uh, quote, it's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward, end quote. That comes from a scene, as many of you probably know, where he's talking to his son about life. And, um, you know, we know that big wins come with big losses. You know, you take 10 steps forward and maybe four steps back. That's still a win. But at the end of the day, you have to be willing and able to take hits and be able to keep moving forward. So if you know you can't take a hit, how can you continue to push forward? You got to be you got to be able to know yourself. Like I said in the previous episodes, and you have to be able to be willing to push through and keep moving forward. Um, so that's just the intro. Today's book of the week, as always, um, this book by Edward G. Lengel is called First Entrepreneur, How George Washington Built His and the Nation's Prosperity. Uh, it's an amazingly insightful historical account of the business ventures, prowess, and dedication seen by America's most renowned founding father, George Washington. It's It's not an uh, a historical biography, but there's definitely a lot of biographical um, uh, snippets through it. It's it's mostly from a, from a business financial standpoint, but it has a, an absolutely outstanding historical narration and account of of the events and the timeline. Um, you know, taken from his uh, Washington's personal diaries, from other documents known from the time, and it goes as far back to his great great grandfather, um, and how they came to this country, and just how things were passed along. And it and it it changed my view on many things, specifically my views on the American economy and and the roots and where we started, and how just how much this country was actually built on entrepreneurship, on capitalism, um, which also changed my view um, on the revolution. And I'm not trying to make any any political statements here there if you want to talk about that um i'd be more than happy to share my views it's changed my views drastically but uh on the revolution war revolutionary war itself and how it was driven by economic scale um and and there were many many good things that came out of that but the first and foremost was from an economic standpoint and um it also changed my view on the quote-unquote system that we still see today in america um I, I think capitalism is amazing as long as the people in the system, in the capitalist system, um, have a strong moral compass and act on their moral beliefs um, and, and they follow the the urge of the spirit, uh, which, which is one of the issues I feel in our country, in many countries that have a capitalistic society, um, that, that we do not act on those and we have drowned out um, this this great principle and these great ideas with greed, fear, and, and lust for power and lust for more. So um, in general, it just changed my views on that. And it also uh, it, it enlightened me so much just from a practical, um, sensible business standpoint, understanding how these uh, early industrial, early 
entrepreneurs, this this society from in the seventeen hundred late late sixteen hundreds into the late seventeen hundreds ran such tight, um, well accounted businesses. How they grew and how many 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 forms of growth and investment and just the way these principles get applied. Um, they still are practical today. So it really rounded my view on on business and growth and um, entrepreneurship in general. So I would highly recommend it. Again, that is First Entrepreneur, How George Washington Built His and the Nation's Prosperity. That is by Edward G. Lengel. Check it out. Highly recommend it. So for the, the feature section today, um, as I said in the beginning, it, this this topic is about taking a hit. Can you take a hit? And and I want to relate a lot of these topics from boxing uh, and and the research that I did into that. Um, and then just in general, you know, someone may be a boxing es- expert. If I say something that does not uh, add up or is not right, please reach out to me. I tried to do a fair bit of research to make sure that I was, um, you know, approaching this topic educated well. But um, the main thing in boxing, right? It's protecting your brain it's protecting your head your head is is the most vulnerable um brain equals function function equals life or in boxing you know brain equals function and if you can function you can hit back um and it's all about staying in the fight and and waiting for opportunity or if you're skilled creating that opportunity to strike but the most important thing is protecting your your brain and your center uh in order to present you know wait for those opportunities so how can we relate that to to normal day-to-day life where can you afford to take a hit as i said in in previous episodes knowing yourself is absolutely crucial why because you need to know in your life financially spiritually emotionally relationally where's that brain where's the center of function what is driving everything um what is that neurological um that hive that keeps everything together is it is it capital that you have in your business that's funding things is it leadership skills is it your ability to be in the office five or six days a week with people Um, what is it that keeps you grounded and moving forward that should be protected at all costs you know our human body we have limbs and fingers we have these um, external um, things that we can afford to lose and not lose life if we lost our brain, we would lose life itself. So in the same way, how are you using um, your resources? Do you know yourself and your resources well enough to, to basically map out what's my brain, what's my center, what do I need to protect, and what can I afford to lose, what can I be risky with? Right? If you know you can expose your left side when you take um, a right or, you know I don't know, left or right side when you do you know, a right swing you you're you're going to be willing to lose your protection over that side to protect your head and go and try to take an opportunity to hit your opponent when you spar like that you have to you you simultaneously take an opportunity and expose risk but you try not to expose that that main part your head your brain your center of function because that would cripple you and bring you down it's the same exact thing in life in business in finances and in relationships so the deep psychological game that's played in boxing is strikingly similar to that of life. Only it's not you versus an opponent, it's you versus the world. And even deeper than that, I truly believe that each and every one of us is our own worst enemy. Because we all have the ability to make 
devastating mistakes. And those are the Achilles heel of being human, right? We, we doubt our own ability to make mistakes. And we, we, we might be overly optimistic or undereducated and just not know enough about what we're doing or, or our actual potential to make a mistake. Either way, when we step into those opportunities, we see more opportunities to fail than we do to win. So how can we predict or, or protect something that really can't be prepared for? How can you overcome the unpredictable in order to take hits? Uh, something that I, I've used and I like to use and I've, I've told other people about it, but I call it the, the, the being smart philosophy. And I'm not just saying be intelligent, be smart. It's an acronym, right? It's sticking to your plan, moving forward, actively learning, resourcefulness, and teamwork. Um, all of those topics have been talked about at different times in, in different episodes that I've done already on this, but by, by putting them cohesively together, and, and whenever you're in a situation and you think, okay, can I take a hit? What, what is on the table to lose? What can I not afford to lose? And how can I you know, manage that risk most effectively? What can I do? You know, sticking to your plan. What going in, have you educated yourself well enough to put together a plan that makes sense, that's relatively comprehensive and, and is, you know, going to protect you from potential losses? Everyone's going to have a different goal. Maybe your plan is a very aggressive strategy. Maybe it's a very protective strategy. Offense or defense, it doesn't matter. Whatever your goal was, trust going into it with the right education, with the right information on that field, on whatever you're going into, stick to your plan. Number two, moving forward. Have you ever seen a lion chasing a pack of gazelles or, or a cheetah chasing a pack of gazelles? The one that doesn't get caught is usually the one that keeps moving forward regardless what happens. If you keep moving, your chances for getting caught or getting stuck or getting hit drastically drop. In the same way, if you keep moving towards your opponent, you build momentum, you build steam, you, you maybe make yourself look bigger than you are. And eventually, that psychological switch, you'll feel it happen. You will, ins you, you will strike something in them that is fearful and on the flip side you will gain that strength in return and as you keep moving forward your chances for getting hit get lesser and lesser you start to control the situation because of that momentum um, actively learning every single time if we get hit if we make a mistake if we come close to getting hit either way any of those the most important thing to do is learn actively learn it's kind of like what they're trying to do with artificial intelligence they're trying to teach a computer to go and do something and learn from its mistakes as it makes them it's just like being human it's why we have this crazy high level of intelligence and the ability to continually grow that because every time we do something we learn we touch the stove and it's hot we learn something you know that stoves turned on are hot you know, at a very young age everything we do is processed from we see we learn, we understand, we see other people do it, we start piecing things together. And too many people stop doing that when they get old, when they, when they graduate high school or graduate college or settle into their career. They stop actively learning. And when you stop actively learning, you become vulnerable because you're no longer processing things the way that you need to be. You're not actively recognizing this could be a threat 
or this could be an opportunity. And that's where stagnation happens or on the worst end, um, you fall off the cliff and you cannot recover because you took too large of a hit. So actively listening or and actively learning is what I meant. Actively learning is absolutely crucial, especially for longevity. You know, the next resourcefulness. I see so many people who put up roadblocks in times of opportunity because they saw scarcity and instead of seeing resourcefulness, they saw the lack of resources. Um, they never learned how to process this switch from I don't have X, Y, Z. Let me see if these other things can suffice. Can I adapt my my vision? Can I implement new strategies using these tools? Some of the most uh, renowned people who have come up with battle plans, inventions, languages, all of that have come from this this point of being resourceful. I didn't know how to make it happen. I piece things together. They trust their subconscious and they continue moving forward, sticking to their plan and they're learning and they're resourceful. So you see how this is all playing together. It all builds on itself. And the last teamwork, as I said in the previous episode, or maybe it was two episodes ago, teamwork moves you leaps and bounds. Um, I'm a big fan on being resourceful before you have the team because if you can put things together and piece things together on your own and learn resourcefulness and then instill those values into a team, into your team, into your employees, into your peers, into your coworkers, when you have resourcefulness, you can instill it into others and you now you could be wearing three hats and everyone on the team could be wearing three hats and instead of nine nine, nine employees... You only need three employees, and you, if your if your initial problem was the fact that you know you didn't have enough money and you were resourceful and you start to started to look for people who could fulfill multiple roles, you have not only solved your issue by being resourceful, you've actually created opportunity through that. That is why resourcefulness comes before teamwork. But the teamwork, when you can instill values, when you can cast a vision. And, and mesh people to it and mesh the vision to other people and start to include others. Teamwork is where the magic happens. Tre- teamwork makes the dream work. It's cliche, it's overused, but it's true. Um, so with all of that being said, that was all to say, you know, how can someone overcome the unpredictable and take hits being smart? Another way to put it, you know, that smart taking your inventory and understanding this game of life, it's, I, I like the, I really, really actually um, dislike video games, except for this one analogy. It's, if you're playing Call of Duty or, or whatever game it is where your, your, your character is fighting and you have resources and you have an objective, um, you know, you have, usually you have a health bar that shows up on the screen. You have a weapon choice or a tool choice. You have ammunition or, or resources. You usually have a map and you have, you know, you understand your skill level as a player. Those are the situational factors at play. I'm not going to account for the skill level of other players or the computer. Those are the situational factors that you can control and be aware of. The rest of it, that's unpredictable. So if you know your health bar is at 2%, Chances are you don't want to try to run into a combat situation or put your character at risk. You want to find some way to hunker down or, or minimize any more risk. If you have a weapon and you realize that it's not going to cut it, 
put yourself in a situation where you might not have to use it. Um, if you're running out of ammunition, you're going to have to figure something out. How do you conserve a- ammo? How do you, you know, make use of what's around you? The map. If you're not, if you're not utilizing the map to figure out where you are and where other players are, and and how to navigate it, uh, navigate the scenario, so you're losing a huge competitive edge, right? You have to be resourceful and understand, you know, the situational factors at play in order to get the best outcome. Um, so the second part of all this, which is going to be much shorter than everything that I just went over, is becoming tough, right? Taking a hit. It's about becoming tough mentally and physically and i'm not saying put yourself in harm's way i'm not saying hit yourself on the head until you go unconscious i'm not saying get into fights or do things that put you in harm's way or or compromise your health but you know thankfully as human beings we have mitochondria in our cells which cause them to adapt to environment you want to see that in real life Walk barefoot for a week and tell me how much less painful it gets, how thick the skin on the bottom of your feet get. Uh, lift weights. When we lift weights, we tear down our muscles, we stress our, our muscles, our cells, and then they rebuild. If you're going to run hard, run hard, and after a week of running hard every single day, either see how much faster you go, how much less it hurts, and how much stronger you feel afterwards, right? This is something that I was always taught um, in college when I was racing triathlon is that strain equals strength. But more importantly, strain plus nurturing equals growth. You want to be focused on growth, that resilience, the ability to take a hit and keep moving forward. It doesn't matter if you're so strong that you can't take a hit and, and you get in the ring and you take one to the left side of your face and you're out. You got to be strong. You got to be able to grow uh, situationally, you have to be able to continue to move forward. And that growth comes from nurturing plus strain. It's that, it's that outpouring and then the recovery. It's the, I, it's the, I have a plan and I'm willing to put stresses on these situational and environmental factors that keep me moving, that keep my business afloat in order to then pull back once I've accomplished it and nurture that, analyze the situation, and then do a step forward. It's always a two steps forward, one step back, two steps forward, one step back. A lot of people want to go 10 steps forward and that's it. But if you want to go 10 steps forward, you're going to have to make 20 steps forward because 10 steps will be back and they're not willing to put in. That's twice, that's 30 steps. And, uh, and and most people don't want to put in 30 steps to get 10 steps forward. They want to be able to put in 10 steps. Or realistically, most people want to put in 5 and end up 10. It does not work because you have to take a hit and be able to keep moving. Now, that's something you know, we see in sports you've probably experienced, but it's called conditioning, right? When you show up to, to high school basketball practice after nothing all summer, and you're out of shape, and you're winded, what do they do for the first two weeks? They do conditioning, mandatory. You show up, you run, you lift, you, you push each other, you dribble, you work on your handling skills. All of those things, they condition you to get back into shape so you can run faster, you can be more agile, you can take better shots, you have a better team environment to work with. The same thing, people think, oh, sports, it's just sports. No, conditioning can be applied to your finances, to business, to personal health, to relationships. If you knew you and your significant other were going to have to spend a year long distance or a year apart, the real logical Thing to do would be to spend 
you know, six months before that happens is start learning how you communicate long distance. Start doing virtual dates. Start learning how you text most effectively. Uh, start learning what, what it looks like to plan a schedule and stick to it and to, to, to take care of each other's emotional needs and friendship needs over digital devices, over long distance. It's the same thing with business. If you know, if we had known that coronavirus was going to hit our economy the way it did, the smart business people would be working three, four, five, maybe even six months, maybe even years in advance if we knew long enough to adapt their business model so they could switch it like a flip of a switch and be ready and be able to take you know, take on this environment. So that conditioning, the ability to stretch the plasticity that we have as humans is absolutely crucial. So I would recommend, um, you know, memorizing and applying the SMART acronym and and always think about um, conditioning as a way to to grow, not just get stronger, but to grow and to be able to take a hit. Um, That's all I got for today, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, check out the weekly singles that drop every single Friday on all platforms under my name, Andrew Puckett. I would love to hear what you think about those. I would love to have um, guest people on the podcast, throw me ideas, whatever it is. Um, Reach out to me, contact at andrewxpuckett.com or social media or text or whatever it is. Um, reach out to me. I want to hear from you about ideas, any anything that I can talk about that would really help or be applicable in your life. And um, that's all I got. Thank you so much, guys.